Lord, thank you so much for, for Dave and Diane. Lord, thank you so much for your call on their lives. Thank you so much for, uh, yeah, that just the way in which they uh, yeah, just wonderfully serve you in so many brilliant ways. And I pray for Dave as he speaks to us this morning. Um, Lord, help him as he communicates. But Lord, I pray most of all you'd help us to have our ears open to you and our hearts receptive to all that you want to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, yes, so like Ken said, there may be some people here, although we've been around occasionally, may not know who I am. I'm Dave and my wife Diane. Uh, we've been living here uh, in Bristol since 2011, and before that, uh, we work in, in, the, in the Middle East. And um, it's great to have this opportunity to, to chat with you and to talk about things that are on my heart and uh, the whole idea of of global partners, what, what is it all about? And I want to start with a question. If we expect to find people who are going to trust God, if we're looking for people who are seeking God's power to be at work in the world, where do you think we would go? Who do you think is going to expect to see God at work? Do we look for people who have read the scriptures, who come to worship services regularly, who, who maybe has studied uh, God's work and God's world? And I think amongst those people, Jesus was looking for those who would follow him and who would be looking for God at work. But... He was disappointed. And one day, somebody came to Jesus. And they said, my servant is dying. They said, please, can you come and heal him? But you don't really need to come. You've got the power to heal my servant from a distance. You don't even need to come to my home. Now, this person, he wasn't a Jew. This person hadn't had a religious education. This person wasn't among those who had studied and knew the scriptures. He was a Roman army official. And yet, he had heard about Jesus. He had seen how Jesus had acted. He had considered Jesus' teaching and come to the conclusion that Jesus was someone who could be trusted and someone with spiritual authority. And Jesus responded to this man's faith. And he said, I've not found faith anywhere else in Israel like this man's faith. Jesus took this man's faith and it had kind of amazed Jesus. He was surprised. And he took it as an opportunity to start teaching about God's kingdom. What is God's kingdom going to be like? And one of the things he wanted to say was that it was going to be a kingdom of surprises. The people at Jesus' time had got a picture of what God's kingdom was going to be like. 
And Jesus said this to them. He said, I tell you, many will come from east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom. The people at Jesus' time expected Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and the prophets to be there. And Jesus goes on somewhere else. He says, and people will come from east and west and north and south and take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus was saying that the kingdom of God wasn't just for one small group of people. The kingdom of God was going to be a kingdom of surprises because of who was going to be there. Now, we've been looking at Highgrove Summer of Fun. It's all about parties. But the party that Jesus is talking about here, it will make Highgrove Summer of Fun fade into insignificance. And it will be a party where all sorts of people are there. Abraham, Isaac, the prophets... And it's going to be a multicultural, inclusive event. It's going to be amazing. And later on, as we read the Bible, we find that this is a theme that comes through the Bible. And right at the end of the Bible, there is John, who was a follower of Jesus. And John, at the end of his life, he had a vision of what the kingdom of God was going to be like. And he says this about the kingdom of God. He talks about it being a city where the glory of God shines so bright that you don't need the sun. And then he says the nations will come to that kingdom. And the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. And he goes on, the glory and honor of the nations will be brought into that kingdom and nothing impure will ever enter it. That kingdom is going to be not just a kingdom where there's brightness and glory of God, but there's going to be the splendor and honor and glory of the nations of the world. There's going to be music, There's going to be colors and art and treasure and food from all around the world, from all eras and time. Do you enjoy international travel? What is it you like about it besides the warm sun? There's all sorts of things that we can enjoy being in other cultures. Now, this says that nothing impure will ever enter it. Now, there's Many things in many cultures, even in British culture, which are impure, which are not good, which are bad. But there's good things in other cultures. We may find those things strange, what people eat or what people wear or how people greet each other. But that doesn't make them evil or bad. It just makes them different. It's a splendor. It's a glory of that culture. And those things are going to be there in that final party. And they will be celebrated. And God has a 
multicultural plan. This kingdom is going to be realized. And right from the beginning, he talks to Abraham and he says, I'm going to make you a channel of blessing for the world. He says, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God was going to use Abraham and his descendants to bring blessing to the whole world. And what's that blessing going to look like? That blessing is going to be people coming together to celebrate restored relationships. When we look at the world around us, we see people who are far from God. We see division. We see warfare. We see misunderstanding. We see separation. And God wants this final kingdom to be the opposite of that. He wants there to be renewed, restored relationships, first of all, with the creator of this wonderful diversity. And then he says he wants it to be restored relationships with others, those around us who maybe we never talk to, cultures that we don't understand. There's going to be restored relationships and restored relationships with the world we live in a world which is being damaged Arosha is one of these organizations trying to change that and God's multicultural plan is to renew our relationship with the world as well so that we can be here celebrating God's wonderful creation And Jesus came. Jesus came as part of that plan, descended from Abraham. And he, through his death, his life, his resurrection, started to help this multicultural plan to be realized. And the fact that he included the Roman officer in his teaching and in his work was a step in that direction. Yep, sorry, there we are. So he calls us to be part of making this plan happen. He asked Abraham, he got Abraham involved. Jesus came, he was involved, and his disciples were involved, and now he calls us to be involved in helping this plan to happen. We have a part to play. God doesn't want us to just sit back and be observers to watch it happen. He says, I want you to get involved. Jesus said, just as I've been sent by the Father, I'm sending you. Just as I've been sent by God and I'm including people from around the world, the, the, the cultural diversity that we see around us, I'm calling you to go and do the same. And God's multicultural plan is not just for the future. 
I've talked about this wonderful, colorful, beautiful, amazing feast. But we can start enjoying it now, today. And we can enjoy it because we can share in the richness of restored relationships, of reconciliation, of spending time and being together with people from other cultures. Maybe your picture of God's kingdom is a bunch of folk just like us, just like yourself. But that's not what God's picture of his kingdom is. It was the picture that the people at the time of Jesus had. They thought it was just for them. But Jesus says the party is for people from north, south, east, and west. It even included this Roman officer. Jesus healed his servant to show that his blessing was a multicultural blessing, crossing those divides. So how do we join in? How do we start to celebrate today? Well, we can start to celebrate by mixing with people from other cultures. I tell you, it's so amazing to be able to spend time with people from other cultures, to learn from them, to enjoy the things that they enjoy. One of my uh, highlights each week is if I go to Eastern and, and, and have a meal in a Somali restaurant or in a, a, an Egyptian restaurant or, or have a Turkish coffee or, or that. And you sit and talk to people and you learn about their view. The other day I was chatting to a guy from Tunisia and he was telling me about his country and the challenges they face and the things he's trying to do to change the situation. It's exciting to meet those people. And another thing we can do is be involved in inviting them to join the celebration. And that's what God calls us to do. This reconciliation between God and people, the multicultural party of the kingdom of heaven is something that God has given us the invitation. And he says, take that invitation and take it to other people. God wants us to share that invitation. He wants us to be involved in sharing and telling others about this wonderful kingdom where there's a place for them. If we don't go, if we don't tell them about this kingdom, if we don't share the invitation with people from north and south and east and west, they won't hear about it. You know, if we don't take the uh, flyers for the grand opening of the foyer, to the people in our street, they won't come because they won't know it's happening. And it's the same with God's multicultural kingdom. So this Global Partners Weekend, will you just hear about what people are doing or what Ken's doing or what Catherine's doing or, or what people are doing in Togo or 
Mozambique. Will you just hear about it and think, oh, isn't that nice? I tell you, this Global Partners Weekend is an opportunity for you to think about getting involved yourself. It's an opportunity for you to say, what can I do to help this multicultural party happen and be wonderful? Even here in Bristol, there's opportunities for you to be involved. Are you up for the challenge? Are you ready to go? Or will you put it off to a more convenient time? Oh, maybe when the kids have grown up, I'll do it. Or maybe when I've paid off my mortgage, I'll be able to take that invitation. Or maybe you're saying, I haven't got the time, I've got too much work. God says, don't miss out on the chance of joining in. Get involved today. Think about what God wants you to do. And you can start taking God's message to unexpected places. We talked about faith in unexpected places at the beginning. And God is calling us to do that, to go to places that are different. Places where maybe we won't feel comfortable initially. And he'll say, you go there. And you'll find that I'm already at work. You'll find that there are people there who want to listen, who want to hear. You'll be surprised by the situations that you meet because God is at work there. Jesus' invitation to come and join this multicultural party is open for everyone. And Jesus calls us to join the party. He also calls us to take the invitation to others to join the party. And you can start thinking today about your role in doing that. What a privilege. Diane and I will be around afterwards and we've got some leaflets. This is something that we've got. We can share with you about being more involved in sharing God's invitation to join his multicultural party. May God bless you. Thank you.